Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Here I Am podcast. Our purpose is to take biblical topics, break them down through discussion, so we may apply them to our daily lives. I'm your host, Jared, so let's get right to it. Joining me here today are John and JJ. Today's topic is our language. Is it appropriate or not? Before we get started, I'd uh, just like to offer a prayer for the group. Father God in heaven, we thank you for this day that you've given us. We try to thank you for each and every day, knowing that it's a gift from you. Lord, not every day is, is good. We have, we have our bad and our good moments, but you are good, and we thank you for that. Be with us in this discussion, knowing that uh, these matters are, are matters of the heart and matters of the world. We ask this in the Lord Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the first scripture comes out of Romans 8.29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many others. And then the scripture that accompanies that is Ephesians 5.4. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. John, your thoughts? Well, this one strikes, hits me directly in the face with this one because swearing, unfortunately, is one of the biggest vices I have had to tackle in my walk. And I've prayed many a time to, for the Lord and and what has helped me is is when I pray, I pray for God. It starts with your thoughts. All right, you pray because your thoughts lead to your words, which then lead to your actions. So I I ask for God to to have me to guard my every thought, my every word, and my every action. And and uh, while I'm improving, I'm. Constantly asking for forgiveness. Amen. JJ, what do you think? Well, we've led up to this in our study and discussion about it in reference to the image bearer, where Christ asked, you know, whose image is on the coin. And so we have to relate that to our life as whose image is imposed on me. Who, who do people see when they look at me? And who do they, you know, um, think of uh, in reference to an image bearer? And that's what I keep in my thoughts and minds, uh, thoughts and mind in my prayers. Um, that image bearer, you know, being a, a bearer of Christ's image in my life. Um, because in order to do that, as John was saying, thoughts, you know, Galatians comes to mind where it talks about in the fruit of the Spirit, the last one is self-control. So in that sense of self-control, where are we giving our honor and our glory to? You know, what, what, is that self-control showing off the image of Christ? Or is it showing off the world and impatience and so on and so forth? So that's, that's an angle and a way to look at it. Yeah, because the hard part about this scripture in Ephesians is it's it's not only the what comes out of your mouth, 
but it's it's the foolish talk that you participate in. It's the crude joking. So that leads you to believe, is it the word or is it the intent? Mm. Because is it okay to um, substitute a different word and go, oh, that's not a swear word? It's tense still the same, right, John? Right. Uh, you're still... It is the same. Yeah. It, I mean, it really is kind of the same. And and when you think about it, it's it's not so much the word because many a time uh, when I swear, it's not meant with uh, malcontent or hurt or it's it's becomes over the course of my lifetime habit just to use it as part of my vocabulary that there's there's no intent behind it but yet it's still inappropriate because like i told you guys before if jesus was sitting here would i talk that way and the answer is absolutely not so if if it's absolutely not then it's not appropriate and i shouldn't be doing it Kind of reminds you of the song we play, Throne Room. Jesus yeah. is in this room. That's right exactly right. right. And that's true. I just want to put out there, you know, obviously we want to look to the word. Uh, God's given us his word, his love letters to us to uh, to help us uh, to not, you know, choose to sin, choose to suffer, right? Yeah. So Proverbs twelve three, he who guards his lips guards his life. But he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. Well, I mean, if God's given us the guidance and the understanding um, to make much of Him. Yeah, that's to, powerful. And to be that image bearer. So, and that self control is we're asked to have in Galatians, then we have to figure out, you know, as John said and we've discussed before, it's not about breaking a rule, it's about offending a person. You know, the person of Christ. You know, is he truly our Heavenly Father that we want to bring honor and glory to? What was that scripture again, JJ? It was Proverbs 12, verse 3. And you can add to that if you want to, um, Matthew 12, uh, 34 and 40, which says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So, you know, there's an old indie, um, par- an old indie phrase that says, When... You know, when you're bumped, what's going to pour out? You know, like if you had this, if you see yourself as a big, huge container, when you're bumped, what's going to spill out? Yeah, that's that's a great analogy. You know, what are you filled with? Mm. And someone once told me, and I think it probably comes from, is derived from James. It's not directly from uh, James, word for word, but. How can you praise God and curse out of the same mouth? Yeah. All right. And I know that there's a, I know James 3 talks, uh, it says, with tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Well, there's that image-bearing thing again. Yeah. You know, Stephen's not here today, but he's talked about it quite a bit. Mm. And it would make for a good additional podcast is Agreed. being an image-bearer. Yeah. It's got an incredible amount of uh, depth to it. It would really 
um, be useful in a, in, a, in, a, in a different podcast. Yeah, very much so. And I go back to what I, I was talking about before we started the podcast, where this all kind of originated from, where I heard this brother in Christ say he had this thought. Uh, the words he uses and the actions that he takes, he, he had this like thought, this vision of Christ using the same language, Christ using the same you know, actions. He, he was talking about giving the finger. And the thought of it made him sick at his stomach. And yet, these are the words that he uses from time to time. These are the actions that he, he takes. And a lot of times they're in jest. But again, if you go back to, to the Ephesians scripture, it's, it says, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking. Because we can defend these things all day long. Right. I, I can defend these things all day long, but I don't. I don't think regarding regarding the faith, regarding being born again, and regarding the work of the Holy Spirit and and our desire and our um, responsibility to be to be made whole in Christ. I, I don't think it is defensible. Nor if uh, Jesus did those types of things, would there be 2.2 billion people no. following him thousands of years after no. his passing? No. No, because he'd, he'd just be, and, and I should be careful with my words, but he'd just be another fool like the rest of us. And he's not, right? No. He's the one that sets the, he's the gold standard. He's the. Well, that's what we discussed earlier was that, uh, you know, um, we want to have him at, at the highest level, but him, the ideal um, situation of our life and, and, and be the one that we um, be the image bearer of when we chase after. Amen. Well, I thought also we should touch upon what you had said earlier about the hypocrisy of it, right? We don't want to be hypocrites. No. But, you know, because, no. because we, we fall, all fall short, okay, but... We strive to be better, and we asked and thank God that that you know, truly thank God that that we're forgiven mm. for falling short, and tomorrow or that not don't have to wait till tomorrow immediately. It should bother you that, and you should repent. I do, and like I said the other day, my prayer was, please make me not have to ask you for forgiveness tomorrow, mm. but I do. Yeah, and all of us should. Right. Well, and it's just, you know, we say these things and we, we really attempt to do these things and we certainly get better if you put forth a concerted effort, but this is all part of your walk and where you are in your walk is to, to um, but you're still going to fall short. You're still going to fall short, but it's just... Having the desire and the hunger to be better for him and to be an example of him and for others to see you or him in you, that, that's what drives us. I think one of the difficult things for me is that, like if I'm in a room full of, of other men and there's coarse language and, and crude joking going on, number one, my flesh wants to easily respond and, and join in. Yeah. Okay, but the other the problem is, as a believer in Jesus Christ, knowing that I'm being made whole 
through the Holy Spirit's work. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't, I don't feel better than these men. In fact, I would be able to, to tell them in detail how I'm much worse than they could ever imagine. So the problem with, with that is that often leads me to laugh, or it often leads me to, to speak like they speak because I don't want them, I don't want to give them this impression that, that I'm better than them. I'm not better than them. I'm worse than them. The only difference between them and me is if they're, if they're not a believer is I've given my life over to Jesus Christ. I've been, been bought at a price. I've been, I've been set free from the bondage of this world and, and sin. And, and I am born again, and I, I do have the working of the Holy Spirit in me, and I do have and should have the desire to, to allow that change to occur so that it can be made into the image of Christ more and more and more each day. So, and that's, that's my primary focus. That's what I'm going after. But I don't want to be seen as a hypocrite, and I don't want them to look at, at me and say, oh, there's another Christian who, you know, when he's around other believers or he's in his church, he talks with pure lips, and then when he's around us, he laughs and, and says the same things we do. But I find myself in that position at times. Two th- that brings two thoughts to my mind. Um, first, going back to what you said about Jesus flipping somebody off. At the end of the day, if if it's that go now you're you I, and and I'm I'm trying to figure out how to say this without being blasphemous but when you're in that room aren't we supposed to be the jesus at that point yeah, we're supposed to you be the light you can't be joining in and and because you're lighting that dark room correct you're supposed to be the light you're supposed yeah. to be the salt so there's a comparison that could be made that at that point in time we're supposed to be um way more like jesus and not uh them sitting there and saying oh can you believe Jared, you know, did the same things they do? If you're different, then, then you know, look what happens and look what happened with Jesus. And the second thing that, that came up to my mind was, as you were describing that, I'm thinking that's peer pressure. Yeah, it is. And it, it made me think of your, of, of your children. What you say to your children, don't don't submit to that fear or that peer pressure. Yeah. When somebody asks them to take a drink or do drugs or, or whatever the peer pressure may be, bull, going along with bullying or whatever that may be, you tell your children all the time, don't 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 submit or fall to that peer pressure. Well, dude, look in the mirror. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, I, I mean, I think what we're doing today is bringing awareness that it's a slippery slope. And if we don't stay prayed up, focused, and obedient to Christ, um, the world will creep in. I, amen. No doubt. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the first to say that uh, I'm in that exact group. It's been happening more lately than it has in a while. And um, I think becoming somewhat, um, what's the word? Um, I, I don't want to, 
I just somewhat desensitized. I mean, I know we use that, that is, word. That is some of what happens, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a, it's a buzzword we use. I don't it's know. not an excuse, but no, but, but it, it is a, right. a definition of what's taking place. Yeah, but see, here's the beauty. Um, I, I, I struggled last week with something greatly that I uh, I fell. Not physically. <laughs> Didn't fall physically, but in my walk with Christ, I fell and got involved in some stuff that maybe I shouldn't have. But it was amazing how lovingly God, as I was struggling with that, let's say, that, that guilt we put on ourselves, you know, of what you've done. You know, God's, you know, saying, I love you. Uh, hey, this is a wake-up call. And I, I'm so appreciative of God's loving grace and mercy as we use in our in our in our podcast to say wake up you know hey you know i want to walk with you i want to help you i want to i want you to be whole and what an amazing loving god that is oh it blows the mind yeah and and it then it it changes that guilt into hope and love that you know what god has conquered this and god has already written me in the book of life and already given me incredible gifts that are waiting for me in heaven. And to see how he sees it and wants to go forward, but yet how we want to hold on to it. And I know that's kind of indirect of what we're talking about because we're talking about like, is our, our language good or not? But yet what I'm trying to say is we're here right now doing this podcast to say, okay, we've had enough. God's brought it to the forefront of our mind that we're aware of it. And now we're going to do something about it. And that it's never too late. No, and, and I'm you know, willing to grow. You right, and and you know what? Right. When when you when you were saying that, I, I couldn't help but thinking the people that we minister to uh, when we're out doing that, it, it, it's never too late. No. God loves you, and He's going to forgive you. And you were you were saying the exact same things that probably they think. Right. Right? And it happens to us all. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. That's your part of it. You know, right. Yeah. It's and, to get back up. And and we're all, I said earlier, we're all going to fall short. But you know what? We're going to get back up and we're going to keep keep fighting and, and until we're called home. And that's our job. And that's what we do as Christians is... I like the sailor thing, pull as many men out of the water as we can and people out of the water as we can and, and yeah, we're gonna mess up, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna repent and we're gonna move on. Yeah, and and you look you know, look to scripture all the time for the support and that and you look at Jacob wrestling with God. You know, I mean that's that's one thing right there. I mean it's you know, look at that. And here you got Jacob saying, Look, I'm not gonna I'm not going to let go or stop until you, until you bless me. Where's that attitude? Um, how, what other areas in Scripture do we see where we see this current? Well, that's, a, that's a great study. Like the prodigal I mean, that, son. Are you willing great... to come back? Are you willing to come home? Or are you just going to wallow in, with the pigs and your sin and your guilt? Yep. Or do you want to come home to the Father? Jacob's wrestle, wrestling is, is fantastic. That's because an incredible story. That is just an amazing... Because he's, he's, he's not only... Wanting to be better, he's 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 grabbing a hold of God and, and saying, you know, no, I want your blessing, right? 
and I'm not willing to let go until I have it. You know, it's uh, but this conversation is is definitely has been put together by the Holy Spirit because on the way over this morning, I asked the Lord just for a song <clears throat> to worship to that would be representative of what we should discuss today. And JJ, you just uh, talked about the Lord's kindness and His grace and His mercy. So the yeah. the song I played the whole way here was Hallelujah for the Cross, and mm. just. Let me read just one simple part of this. Um, it says, you have won me with your kindness, chased me down when I was lost. Where would I be if it wasn't for the cross? You, you know, know it just and it goes on and on and on and on to talk about the Lord's mercy and his grace and his, his suffering that's overcome all of this. You know, we're, one thing that we, we're real happy to do in this podcast is be real and honest. And the one thing that strikes me is that, and you guys are just going to be like, "Wow, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be bringing that up." But it's interesting to me about the old rugged cross, and like you're talking about, we talk about the cross like it has some sort of power. It's who was on the cross. Yeah, Amen. the cross has no power. Amen. The, you know, you know, because think about it. In, in the old rugged, I'm going to trade, I'm going to trade it in someday for you. Know, that cross hasn't, it didn't do anything. Right. It had, it had a lot of symbolism. Right. It had great symbolism, but and I don't mean to bring this up, but that's another great podcast that. That there's no power in the cross. There's no power, and they said that that. And that, I didn't mean to, die, to 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 go off on a thing with you brought up, but you but see, there's another podcast is what I'm saying that comes out of no, that. and it fits in with what what this other brother was talking about yesterday, who was talking about if Christ said these things or did these things, because later on they talk about how it's not the cross. There were others who who suffered on the cross. It's who suffered on the go. cross and why he suffered on right. the cross. Right. And what happened to him in his suffering that that would be different from ordinary men, right? And because you look at that moment, all of sin and all history and future was on his shoulders. Yeah, and you have to look at that. Yeah, you have. To, there was judgment there. Yeah, for someone who did righteous wrong. judgment from yeah. from his father, right? Whom whom was pleased was pleased with him, was but his pleased own people even didn't like suffering. him. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I'm trying to get at is like, let's remember that, that Christ routinely went to the Father. Mm. And, and the Father routinely praised him and, and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, correct? Yeah. And then, and then it even it pleased him for Christ to suffer. And then for Christ to call out and say, why have you forsaken me? I mean, that's deep stuff. But that, that's the core of what we're talking about. Right. And this is why, for our part in it, you know the Holy Spirit does His work in 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 anyone who's received Christ and is born again. The Holy Spirit does is willing to do His work, but there's a part that we have to do. We have to be yes. willing to. Well said. If you love me, John brought Christ that said, up earlier, Keep right. my commands. Right. I mean, the farmer could put a you know have a bunch of seed in a bag. What were the seeds in a bag do? What good Nothing. is it? God's going to bring the rain. Yeah. But you got to put your hand to the pot. The dirt's already there, right? And look at all the things God's done. But yet, you still have to go out, right, John? I mean, he, you yeah. You got to put your hand in the plow at some point, right? And nothing's going to grow. A lot of work to it, right? And it's, but that's that's not a bad thing because God's given us all the tools. Amen. And I, in the the important part is doing things correctly. You can take seeds and I, there, look at the parable with the seeds. Right. Throw them in a bunch Rocky of briars that yeah. isn't going to grow. Throw them on blacktop, they're not going to grow. Don't water them, they're not going to grow. Don't fertilize them, they're not going to grow. 
you know, there's a lot of, it's an ongoing thing, much like trying to get better and in your walk with Christ. It's not something that you just sit there and make a decision and, and say, Oh, I'm perfect. You know, yeah, you can make the decision to follow Christ, but that just starts your walk. So you're saying a relationship with Christ is not a destination. It's a journey. Right. Yeah, for sure. Because what happens sometimes, that's a great point, John. We think, well, we've, we've checked the box. We've got the fire insurance. Now I just go. Well, many do in the church, correct? Many. And by the way, I've been guilty of it at times. Me, but I, yeah, me. Yeah. I work very hard I not s- to stay there. I see the ease yes. of being there. It's comfortable. Right. <laughs> it's a comfortable place to, yeah. to be, to and lie to yourself and... and that's, that's another good podcast. I mean, is that that's enough? That's a great podcast. Is that enough? For salvation, perhaps, but you're getting into a whole different oh. level of earning crowns you and go. your rewards in heaven. I mean, oh, that's just the relationship yeah. right. oh, with the what, Savior. What you, just what the relationship. By not having the blessings, right? Oh. By you're, not stepping forward. Yeah, you're missing a full relationship yeah. with Messiah. Like, with many blessings. Yeah. Untold. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. That's another great study. I think we need to write that down. And we're supposed to chase those things. There's a lot of things that it warns us. Don't chase this. Don't chase that. Mm-hmm. Right? Tons of things that we're to abstain from. Things in our youth. Everyone knows the scriptures. Right. And if you don't, you'll come across them as you're reading them. But but there are things we are to chase, and, and those are, are things of Christ. Righteousness, yeah. holiness. It's a great point because I think if I could rephrase that, I don't think it's a book of don'ts. I think it's a book of do's. There are it don'ts, is. but I think the do's outweigh the don'ts. So if you spend your time they doing do. the do's, right? Yeah, like if, if you, you occupy do- your, your life with pursuing the do's, you don't have time for the don'ts. Yeah, well, that's what extremely well said right there. And then we have the lovely English language, which, <laughs> to be honest with you, we talk about swearing, okay? Swearing as in curse words or swearing as in promises. Mm. Because... Many people swear by uh, and swear to and oh, swear yeah. of, and you got to be careful there as well. That's one thing I am very sensitive of. Okay, and then you have curse. Are you cursing by saying a bad word, or are you cursing someone and putting a curse on someone? It's it's such a deep, deep topic, and and for me, it's I don't want to even go down that rabbit hole. It's it's probably better. To just stick with the language, uh, like we started. To no, do. but I think no. I think no, you're great, something. No, I think you expound that though. Then I think you're right because, but in reference to what you're saying, because it is deep. If we're obedient, I think the Spirit will impose what then isn't. He does. Right. He does that. That's his work. Right. That he's willing to do if you're willing yes, to. If you show up. So that's a great point, John. I don't think that should be ushered aside. I think it should no, be focused a fantastic. on it. It's not just coarse language or this. There's, it's plentiful, but yet with the help of the Spirit, mm-hmm. which we indwell. The guarding of thought, the guarding of word, well, the guarding of action, that can't be controlled by me. That has to be led by the Spirit because I fail. When I try to do it myself, I fail. Okay, so okay, my my life God has impressed on me, not from me. I praise God for this, but He's impressed um, to me that when we think of things like that, where do we connect them to in Scripture? 
and what comes to mind is James. John oh, for, for sure, James. James first, the first uh, book, uh, chapter, James, 19 and 20. James is very good at cutting to the bone regarding right. this type of stuff. And he says in the first chapter, you must understand this. Now, look, that's not a... a that's not like, hey, by the way. No, you must. You must understand this, my beloved. Lovingly, let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak. They said that yesterday. Anger. Amen. They said that yesterday. So right? Again. So what, yeah. what we're saying is in Scripture, and God's given us to be, do this, and you'll be good. So we need to write these hard in our hearts and um, live them out. Like Because then James goes, oh, I'm sorry, one more. Don't be mere hearers of the word, but be doers. Doers. So for right. people that are struggling with the same things that we struggle with, I told you um, basically what I do, and I take it to prayer, and and I asked for the Holy Spirit to intervene and be with every every thought I have in the day. Everything that I'm about to say, so just what you said, JJ, slow to speak. Think before you talk. I mean, because if you just talk, chances are you you speak in, like I said earlier, to where it's these words are part of your vocabulary, and they will come out. You will have no meaning behind them, but you're still saying them. So you have to think before you talk. And you have to ask for for God's divine intervention to to do it because look for fifty years I tried and 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 couldn't and and I'm improving but I still am. Well, who do, right? Because you want you want the blessing in Proverbs or where it says, "He who guards his lip guards his life." Yeah, I want that. Capture promise. the absolutely. Thoughts. That's a promise. I Capture want it. Capture the thoughts. Did you guys notice in Job? And I pointed this out when we were studying it. Notice where it said. And and Job did not sin. And then the next uh, comment it makes in, in maybe a couple chapters, later, and Job did not sin with his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was taking place? And Job did not sin. It's possible that Job didn't even have that in his in his thoughts. But as this went on and on and on, his suffering, and God bless Job. Okay. He did. But yeah. <laughs> he did not sin with his mouth, meaning... I think meaning God recognized his his thoughts. And and I would suggest, and I don't want to go down a, a rabbit hole either, but I would suggest that the reason that God comes in the whirlwind in, in chapter 38 is because that progression is, is so heavy upon Job because his suffering is so great mm-hmm. that God in his grace and mercy comes and ends it. So that yeah. it does that the next time that the writer comments on Job, it says, and then it came out of his mouth. I mean, that's a possibility for all of us, right? Right. Do you know what I mean by that? Because no, where I where God brought a revelation to me years ago, and what I chase after, because He's written it on my heart, and I praise Him for that. It's only by His grace that has been given to me. Is I want to live a life of Joseph. Yeah, the servant. No, look. No matter how far he was beat down, and how much the world could have came in and allowed him to say, you know what, I'm just no. He was obedient. Yeah. Sold by his brothers, I'm going to be obedient. Accused of rape and thrown in jail, I'm going to be obedient. Yeah. All these things, that obedience then brought him to the second most powerful person in Egypt that even Pharaoh said, 
ask him. Yeah. yeah. If you want something or something has to be done, ask Joseph. Yeah, the story and and how did he achieve that? The suffering servant. Obedience. The suffering Obedience. servant. Just to, look, no matter what, I'm not going to deviate from the truth and knowing God loves me, and I'm going to hold him to the highest esteem. Now, look, I don't do that all the time. I'm not, you know, I, I still have the flesh. But I intervene with God in prayer constantly. Like John said, I don't want to do this. I don't want to sin anymore. I don't want to come to you tomorrow for... So I try to hold very close to asking God to give me the obedience that Joseph had, which is not easy because the world really wants to change that. So, Jared brought up Job. One of the amazing things that I thought, one of the amazing things that I thought, was Job sat there and didn't speak to his friends for seven days. Mm. I didn't think of that. I, then his friends started in on him. Okay, and they all incorrectly judged him. And he let them all speak. Okay, then he then he responded. All right, then they came back in on him again. It, it's like thirty chapters worth of the Book of Job, of the dialogue that went back at them. But every time Job sat there and didn't just fire back off and went, "I told you the last time," you know, you're wrong. He sat there and he let them speak. And then he would respond. And I think that's a lesson for, for all of us. We are quick to speak. Mm. I and, am. And, yeah. and I am too. I'm guilty as charged. And, and I'm guilty of thinking I know more than I know. And I'm guilty of, of, of so many, so many things. And, and, but that's all part of the joy of the journey of getting better. I mean, there's a lot of pleasure in, 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 joy in knowing hey i'm I'm making progress and anything you do go hit golf balls if you're if you're hooking them all over the place and you start hitting a few down the middle you start getting happy because you're hitting some good shots but it it's amplified here yeah and this is this is the relationship that you have with the savior and the creator of the world that's that's incredible. We can't miss that. That's, so don't give up. No. Guard yeah. every thought and keep going. And when you mess up, repent and try. You got to try. No excuses. No excuses. So let's let's kind of wrap it up. No. Well, yeah, in a way. But um, let's. Okay. The reason I say is because I <laughs> all jokes aside, <laughs> I have something. Okay. Before we wrap it up. So. Uh, I would probably say let's air that and then try to like pull this together on everything that we brought up. Yeah, because okay. we went pretty broad. Right, and yeah. That's, but, that's but great that the spirit takes right. you there. It all connects. Yeah. Go ahead, Jared, with what your thought is there. Okay, this may be a little bit long, but I think it's important. I want to read something that uh, JJ's sister posted to the... Uh, Bible study that we're all involved with, and it talks about the peculiarity of the Christian. I love this. It's, it's great. Go ahead. And it's it's titled with a scripture, 1 Peter 2, 9, but ye are a peculiar people. And then it goes on to say, many of the older translations of the Bible use the word peculiar to describe the people of God. In the King James Version, for example, we learn that Israel is to be God's peculiar treasure. 
Exodus 19.5, and that Christians are to be a peculiar people. Zealous of good works, Titus 2.14. Newer versions update the language, telling us we are a special people. Peculiar now has a different connotation. And yet, and here's where it gets good, A.W. Tozier, not surprisingly, wrote a real Christian is an odd number anyway. He feels supreme love for one whom he has never seen, talks familiarly every day to someone he cannot see, expects to go to heaven on the virtue of another, empties himself in order to be full, admits he is wrong so he can be declared right, goes down in order to get up, is strongest when he is weakest, richest when he is poorest, and happiest when he feels the worst. He dies so he can live, forsakes in order to have, gives away so he can keep, sees the invisible, hears the inaudible, and knows that which passeth knowledge. How special, how peculiar, peculiar we are. We are. I think the saints would do well, myself, first and foremost, to remember that. Amen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it's pulling it together. We have to allow God to reveal things, but then act upon them. And he's revealed to me lately that I need to get back on track. Um, How's he revealed that to you, Jay? Uh, In prayer? The other day when I spoke about that falling, not physically, but in my walk, it was just a, um, uh, it was awareness of God just impressing forgiveness, a desire to be in that deep relationship again, which is amazing because I'm the one that messed it up. But yet he was still revealing to me uh, the desire um, to be walking together again. So it was, it, was, it was just a, I don't know, a supernatural thing. It's the best way I can explain it. Amen. Just so, an awareness. So how can we help people that may be struggling with this? What, what advice can you give them for, for helping them to improve? Well, I already gave you mine. Right. Um, I'm gonna. It's gonna seem harsh, but we when we decided to do this, we desired to be honest and open and real. Yeah. I don't see any hope outside of, of Jesus Christ for anything. No, I don't either. So first and foremost, it has to be the submission to Christ as your as your Lord and Savior, and at that point, obedience. Just to say, Lord, you know, God, I wanna, I wanna have a relationship with you. But as we spoke earlier, again, to bring it back around to, I have to put my hand to the plow. You know, I have to spend time in his word. I have to spend time in prayer. I have to spend time making decisions that are best for him. Uh, to be a, a, to be a, a bearer of his, as his, as his, as of his image. I have to make those choices. A life, life is a culmination of choices. So I need to start making you know, better choices that are in... Uh, in you know, in uh, relationship with Christ, you know, uh, depending Amen. on Him. 
No, Jared. I, I completely agree. I just wrote something down, just a thought I had. I wrote down, a man can manage his mouth, but the Holy Spirit can deliver him. Mm. And I think that's the truth. I think that's the difference. That's because the difference. I, I think some non-believers, and probably some that are even in the church, uh, could hear this and say, I've, I've gotten my mouth under control. Yeah, that's quite possible that you've learned to manage your mouth. But have you been able to deliver yourself from the thoughts? Mm. Have you been able to deliver yourself just from what you were born in? And that, that sin that would even create that thought that may or may not come out of your mouth. And, and that's the difference. You know, men can manage their lives, but for how long and how much can they manage? With, with God, he delivers. Mm. And even his management, even the, Holy, the management of the Holy Spirit upon the believer is far supreme to any other man that walks this earth, whether it's Buddha or, or uh, Gandhi, you know, or any of these other, you know, quote-unquote great men of history. All right, there's a difference between being a great man and being God in the flesh. Yeah. John? I, well, I gave you how I do it in my prayer in the morning. Um, but I think the key thing is, you said it, and you gotta you gotta look in the mirror. You gotta want to be better, and and then you gotta just go out and do it. And and you gotta understand that you're gonna get knocked down. You gotta get back up, and you gotta keep getting back up, and you gotta keep keep going forward. And you, you know, it's it's like walking in the ocean against the current. It's hard, but you gotta keep on going and. You know, you're going to mess up, and when you do, you ask for forgiveness, and praise God, Jesus is going to forgive you, and and you keep going, and you keep going, and you keep going, and it's, it's until our day. We do not retire from being a Christian. Okay, there's this isn't like a job that you go and you say, oh, i got five more years, and then I can retire. No. You're going to, until you he, you get called home, um, we have a duty to do, and it's an honor to do it, and that's to serve him. And, you know, and you just keep going, and, and but it starts in your heart, and it goes from there. And just, the good part is, if you mess up, you don't get fired. You know, he comes back at you and says, I forgive you, I love you, and you get a do-over. And, you know, praise him for that. That seems like a good place to end. Yeah, because the last thing I, what John was saying I just thought of is, I've got to put on my heart, is we, there ha, there is a creator, there is a God, I've met him, and he desires to have a relationship with us. Amen. And we have to have the desire to want that. And from there, though, brings a gratitude of giving back and how we give back is obedience. Exactly. You know, loving him and showing, hey, I, I know who you are and I've seen what you've done for me and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow. I'm going to grow in you. Like Paul said, less of, of me and more of you. So, yeah, that's, that's the thought. You want to go ahead and close us up there, Jerry? Prayer? Sure. Father God in heaven, again, we thank you for another day of life that you've given us, that you've blessed us. 
with. We thank you for the opportunity to gather together in Christ's name and, and discuss these matters. And we and we certainly recognize and thank you for the Holy Spirit and His His working in us and in this. And Lord, just just a simple prayer for us that you would help us, and and not just because, but because we desire to be made into that image of Christ, the one who, who saved us from all of this all of this mess, this thing we call sin that is just so um, insidious and and so corrupting and, and destructive. Lord, we just ask that you would help us be with us and not only us but the listeners. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. We would like to thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear others, you can find them at www.gracemercylove.com. So until next time, may God richly bless you all.